A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Welcome to a podcast channel. Oh. Different types of podcasts, all on the one feed, broski. That's right. And you have joined us today for an interview with Gretel Colleen. Yeah, the one and only. Oh, what a woman. Yeah, we absolutely adore her. Before we get into that, we want to give you a bit of housekeeping and, and let you know what Gretel's been up to. Um, we have a live tour that's happening in December. We are traveling to Adelaide and Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne um, for two weeks, across two weekends in December and tickets are on sale now. Gretel will be joining us in the Sydney show and there have been a whole heap of other guests. Lola Berry, Georgia Love, Michaela Bannis, who I forgot about a few weeks ago to announce. We've got those two girls, Sarah and Lies. Uh, we've Prudence got, Kate yes. from Brizzy. Yep. Um, and a whole stack of more that will be announced. Yeah, that's right. Lots of fun people to play with. Different types of conversations with different types of people, which is what we are all about. Thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find the tickets. We'd love to see you there. For shiz. Um, yes, today is an interview podcast. Um, I guess like what you get on all the different types of shows right across this channel is this through line of interesting conversations with interesting people and Gretel Colleen my friends is a very interesting person I guess growing up seeing her on telly and seeing her as we a lot of us would have listened to this probably synonymous with big brother as a as a brand I guess do you think maybe that's because of a how revolutionary the, the show was but b maybe the age we were growing up seeing it yeah we were in high school well I was and just that kind of teenage years you it, pop culture and those Stays types of things you, are very it? big mm. and it was very new at that point I think Gretel in particular is a star in her own right I think you know that show has been done across so many countries with so many different hosts we saw different people host the show and nobody's been able to really psychoanalyze guests and get into the nitty-gritty of an interviewing technique like Gretel could and and I I think she still really is very humble in, I suppose, that um, perception of herself. You know, mm. getting to know her quite personally myself, she is incredibly humble. She is aware of her strengths and she certainly owns them. But, uh, you know, underlying this, you know, really clearly spoken, um, intelligent uh, broadcaster and TV personality, there's this. Um, real feminine quality to her, this real caring, beautiful friend, mm. you know, that that is a is a lover, really, at at, at the, like at the core. Yeah, there's she wants this, good for people. There's right? this intensity yet total warmth mm. about her that you really get when you when you speak to her, yeah. and and an extensive integrity that she has in all of the work that she does, which she speaks a fair bit about in this podcast. The fact that she doesn't have a manager after all of mm. these years. Mm. What she's How she like, figures that out. Yeah, yeah, what she's like as Gretel as Gretel at work and Gretel in love life mm. and this 
crazy sense of vulnerability that she has in both that I think um, I found really interesting to hear her speak about. Yeah, Gretel Colleen uh, is her name. You can find her on Instagram, K-I-L-L-E-E-N. And gretelcolleen.com.au is uh, her website. She is starting a podcast in the new year, which we are so supportive of. Um, so make sure you get behind her. And she's also just announced the 20th birthday edition of her book, Visible Panty Line. We speak about the ridiculous amounts of books she's written as well. VPL? Like she was onto that how long ago? Oh, my God. I uh, thought that was like a new concept in the last two years. 20th birthday Holy edition. Holy juju. Crazy. Um, yeah, we hope you enjoy our chat. Gretel Colleen, welcome to the Thinker Girls pod channel. Oh, hello, thank you. Not for the first time. You've been on the show several times, haven't you? Yeah, I have. And I've been on when you were on radio. And I think I changed both of your lives for the better. Not legit. I remember the first time that we met you. Remember we did the, what was it, Gen Y v Gen X? Was it? Game. <laughs> That's game. What gen now, was I? Seriously, you came in with, because you were doing a live show with... With Jackie. Oh, with Jackie, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> And, yes, point to old mate over there for remembering. Thanks very much. And I just remember I was like, I wasn't into it, but I was just like a bit starstruck. I remember that. I was a bit. What, did she was starstruck yeah, that you came that. in? Her face. No, I went a bit <laughs> mute as I, as I sometimes do. Well, we did come in like a tidal wave. Jackie Loeb. I've performed with on and off over the years and she's fantastic. And I was thinking of Jackie today because I love her. She's just incredibly talented and she's really, really nice. Mm, so I sometimes say, I like to warm. try and get her to say mean things about people <laughs> just to amuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been performing together for, it must be five years. She never says anything mean about anyone. So I, I feel terrible. Would oh. you describe yourself as nice? Oh, too nice. Yeah. I, I am like... I very rarely would say, unless it was to a trusted little enclave, what I really think of people publicly because it doesn't serve you. But I think on the public persona with women um, that have opinions are not often put in the nice box. And then when you get to know you as a person, not a public persona or five minutes here or back in the day when you hosted a a very big television show that wasn't really about you and your personality as such... um, they're very two two very different things, two very different Gretels, I would think. Uh, Do you I think, find that? I think there's the, you know, I am like a box of chocolates. The, you know, there's outside hard, inside soft. A lot of people are like that. Um, I, I think we still suffer from the, is a strong woman intimidating? Mm. You know, can you believe that still happens? But I, certainly men my age... Sometimes they've got a sledge before they can say hello, just to let you know you're in your place. Mm. Like, like, give us an example. I was doing a gig the other night and someone said of the... I, I was doing a, just a spot on it at, at, to help a charity. And uh, someone... I'd known the MC for years and years and a bloke came up to me and said, oh, he'll put you in your place or something. And what? I thought, I'm doing this for you, for free. Why? You, what is your angle in mm. that? What you, and I thought... It might be just habitual, but it, it felt like I'll just put you in your place. And my favourite quote at the moment is, underestimate me, this will be fun. Yeah, I like and that. I doesn't really... you feel your vagina feels powerful? Yeah, I just yeah, got a little bit of a squinch in there. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't feel it in my vagina. But, <laughs> but it's um, your chakra, not... that core. There's something in that energy space. It's not oh, sexual. Thank you for encouraging us to think about your vagina. I was thinking about my heart. Your heart Fanny is heart, in your, your, your heart is in your you vagina. See, you see, 
Yeah, your heart no. is, well, you it feel moves. It. You're feeling it somewhere in your body. <laughs> yeah, in my left ear. I can feel it. Anyway, point was, um, you, there are a lot of little flicks like that, you know, putting you in your place, which is kind of unbelievable uh, that... I think I think strong women are still scary. Do you know I, what I never yeah. real I never realized that tall poppy syndrome was a, a phrase that doesn't exist anywhere bar Australia. I, I don't like accepting that as part of our culture because I don't think I don't think it is part of our culture. It's not like it's biologically inherited in any way. It's learnt and it's not a positive attribution that can easily be changed. It's just an envious kind of I, I call it um, the illusion of movement where you you give yourself the illusion that you're moving forward mm-hmm. because you're actually just stopping others from moving forward. So chop them down, chop them down, put them in their place mm-hmm. and it makes you feel right because then they're not so getting true. They can handle it. I remember working at Kiss going back to that first interview and we'd had you on the podcast which was at the time a longer form conversation mm. and we sat in our program director's office and he had said he'd listened to the podcast and that he recommended I took on board your advice more more uh, thoroughly. What was it? Which was what? It was um, about basically ha- having an acceptance that not everybody is going to be able to swallow who you are and there is a way for you to, I suppose, and I'm paraphrasing here, so we'll have to put it in show notes for you to go back and listen to it for yourself, but for you to essentially be as effective as you can be, you have to be very strategic and smart about what you put forward. I said that. Mm. Oh, no, I do remember that now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That there's a smart, almost like a smarter way to go about getting... Because I think I was speaking about Tran- being unliked at work. Translating right. the same mm. message in mm. a different way. Mm. Yeah. You know, what's really sad is that I think I've said some really amazingly brilliant things in my life, but I can't remember any of them. Well, don't worry. We'll Keep doing more podcasts. I should, I should have had, just, a, yeah. I should have had just a, like a little scribe. What did you say, madam? I'll just well, write it down. Or well, that's the dream, dream, isn't it? You look to someone and say, write that down. Yeah. We have yeah. that. This is the mic all the time. Um, can we talk about, go back to where you came from, love, love, love. Yeah. Uh, SBS. It was on recently where there was a group of you that well-known personalities, different types of roles, different types of jobs, known for different things, were met with some people that weren't well-known in the public eye and you were all put in positions in, would it say, war-affected war yeah, countries, war, would you say? Um, yeah, we were, were following the different journeys of asylum seekers and refugees. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So somebody, uh, a couple, Michelle... Um, and Spider. Michelle's team with Spider, yep, they went to South Sudan and then um, Jackie's team went to Syria. Another team went Jackie to Lambie. Can- Canada. Yep. And we went to Turkey and Greece. Mm. Who was the Lesbos. guy you were with? Steve. Steve. Mm. And, okay, so you were, and he, what was his role again? He was, no, wasn't the prison officer, was he? Was he was a former prison officer okay. and now works with, uh, in children, uh, uh, they're in detention, not refugees in detention, kids who've committed crimes and they're, so it's for kids. Mm. Like. So we were just talking before we started recording that you manage yourself but what's the process like for them to contact you how does that come about and, and then what's your reaction to putting yourself into those types of situations and, and doing that kind of work you mean because I'm managing myself or because well, I think it's it just, dangerous I just think it's interesting both I think it's interesting that people get to know that there isn't like a process where 
a million people filter that those conversations yeah. you manage yourself so you're the first point of call yeah. when they say do you want to do something like this yes yeah. oh, look i think if you can manage yourself it's great in a perfect world i wouldn't i'd have this amazing person who relentlessly found me extraordinary work and all i did was <laughs> turn good. up yeah how, yeah how fabulous does that sound we'd like and that. they took five percent you yeah. know oh, that yeah. that great. would be amazing i like there are too many nuances between humans. You know, if you two whispered, it's just to each other, and then I heard the whisper, it would be completely distorted. Mm. What Stacey had first said and then said to you, and, and management can be like that. It gets loaded with other people's prejudices and other people's expectations and assumptions. I would much rather, because I don't want to lie awake at night wondering if I can trust this person or that, mm. just be at the cold face myself. Um, and it just saves me a lot of time and a lot of stress. Doesn't mean I earn less money on some things, possibly. Mm. It does, but I think when you're negotiating financially, you've got to find the comfortable place. I find the fair place um, where it doesn't, I don't, doesn't matter what their profit is or whatever, what do I feel comfortable with? In terms of going to a really dangerous place, which is the other side of the question. But what's I the guess. process? But I think it's interesting for our listeners, like they'd be interested to know what the process was. They don't know. So okay. does someone email you on a website? Does someone get your email details and say, we've got this idea, we're doing this show? Like, how does it work? Well, sometimes it'll be through the contact page on my website. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be, it will be through that. Sometimes it'll be. Uh, so corporate gigs might be through corporate agents. It's always best if people just come directly to me. Mm-hmm. This was just um, made made of giving someone a phone, my phone number, I think, mm-hmm. and they rang me and asked me. Um, and so I just got the phone call. Uh, I kind of knew knew the guy who asked me. I trust him. I think he mm-hmm. does amazing work. A lot of people don't realise that I have been in developing countries quite a lot. I've worked with the army in entertaining the troops in so in war zones, Afghanistan, Iraq, I've been in Kuwait, uh, Egypt, um, with the Gaza Strip, East Timor, uh, Solomon Islands. Mm. I was in Aceh after the tsunami. I went there with UNICEF. I've uh, shot uh, CSAs, which are community service announcements, in um, Laos and Bangladesh, also for UNICEF. Uh, and my daughter and I were in an earthquake in India, which I think you guys might know about, when we were shooting a uh, doco mm. there. So... Rough stuff is not alien to me. Mm. I really like a challenge. I think it's. I feel very, very comfortable in that kind of environment. So that didn't worry me at all. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, am I, I? It was interesting to be on a show that was filming you live when you have worked on a show mm. like that because I've sat in edit suites for many, many hours mm. and I, I know how television-wise things might be cut. Yeah. Um, and put together. So the things that went through my mind are. Time, money, do I trust these people? Can I afford the time to go away? What do you lose? You never get win-win. You're going to lose on everything. You're going to lose other income. Um, And I really believe in what that show's about. So I've been offered many things over the past where I actually don't like the the premise of a show. I might consider it to be a bit too bullying or it doesn't sit with my politics. I think that's one of the most inspiring things I've realised with you getting to know you and a lot of people struggle to say no to things, Mm -hmm. particularly in our industry as well because it's not always... 
you feel it's not always the case but you feel like opportunities don't come because you don't know when they're coming so it's often yeah. scary so when things come up a lot of people say yes to a lot but you are very um considered with everything you put your name is to. that from saying yes to things and then regretting it um, like i wonder you know how often you learn from the mistakes yeah. so is that why you decided to manage yourself is that why you learn to say where does it sit in my gut um i think the thing, I think the primary thing is remove anything you can that makes you anxious or uncertain. So that might be management or mm. it might be some of the people that you work with. But at the end of the day, you know, some people have that saying, everybody has their price. In my life, I don't think I have ever done that. Mm. I don't think I've actually sold out. And that would be even in the days when I did voiceovers, I wouldn't do tobacco ads or I wouldn't do political ads and that was when I was much younger and it's not because I was even aware of my politics Mm. which makes when people say things like that you always think oh maybe they're extreme left or something I'm not I just I just think you need a value system and you need to stick to it so whether we talk call it politics or value system I just want to stick to it I want to be able to as much as possible have um have a good slate it's not going to be perfect but have the right to say actually I don't agree with that and for it not to sit in stark contradiction to something I've done how do you learn that like were you were you brought up to be quite um I don't know confident in in that feeling in that in that value system or is that something that you've learned you know it's the weirdest thing I just have always had it I I just have always had it I, I don't know why I think it comes from a sense of self but I didn't, I didn't grow up with a strong sense of who I am. I was guided by just something inside me. It was, isn't that a funny but thing? isn't that a sense of self? That would mean a sense of self, like an intuition or something that is what you assume to be as you. No, it wasn't about me at all. It's like a disconnected factor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like as though, you know, those um, some sort of water balance, or, you know, those oil balance things if you're building I don't know if you guys have done that and and you can see where, where the, the spirit goes. level of oh, the separation yeah, where the yeah. bubble goes no, yeah. on the spirit level yeah so it yeah. goes like that and then you can see it straight like I just I didn't I wasn't very confident I didn't grow up in a um in a confidence encouraging atmosphere at all mm. so that was a different journey for me I just I just kind of knew um what I I don't know maybe the way I would want to be treated. I think sometimes people who've been bullied or, or not had support are particularly empathetic, perhaps, mm. to others. I don't even know if empathy is something that you're born with. But I, I wasn't surrounded by that. My mother did a lot of uh, work for helping others. She never talked about it. She'd just quietly go mm. off to the hospital mm. once a month and do people's hair and you know volunteer mm. for that mm. kind of thing. I don't know where it came from, and I'm sure there'll be people who's going, I remember the day when she did this and she was a dickhead, meaning me, not my mother. Um, you know, like there's going to be someone who's... Mums can be dickheads too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, so it, there might be something along those lines. But So you were saying where did it come from? Yeah, it's, I just think, you know, sometimes you can be raised in a really... Um, uh, in, a, in a household where you're constantly reminded or, or questioned or, or, or even as a kid knowing that your opinion is worthy and valued and what do you think about this and what do you believe? Oh, no, I think. no. I but then do you, think so, up there? Do, you reckon, do you reckon sometimes the opposite can – I think sometimes the opposite can <laughs> make you want to come back – the perfect family, obviously. Uh, can, the opposite can make you want to do that? 
You know yes, what I mean? Mrs. You know, Partridge. Um, you know how you often, <laughs> you know, like I even see that with one of my best mates, like the way she raises her kids is the complete opposite in which she was raised. And I have been through a similar thought process when I think about, you know, my own parents and having told them, I've told them to their faces. I'm like, I love you guys, but you have taught me how not to be in a relationship. So thank you for that. Yeah, that, and they'd love you. In that. <laughs> <laughs> I, they said, yeah, cool. I don't think they really grasped the weight of what I was saying. Maybe they don't listen to you anymore. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. You do get some people who I think are in the public eye and in the media who say things because they think it will be um, controversial and it will get them more followers or more... I think that is not something to do. I don't think that's an act of integrity. So when you're saying, what do I think? How, how did I get this? I don't know. Maybe it's just one by one you learn it. But at the end of the day, particularly if you're in the public eye, people listen to us. I think everybody doesn't have a stage, which is why some people use Facebook to, to voice whatever it is that they want to do. But some of us have a different stage and we can get up. But I don't think it's right to validate cruelty or anything like that. Mm. It, it is a responsibility. So when you say it hasn't been a, so much of a thought process, something that's always been quite innate, are there words that you now associate with your value system? Are there particular words you could put to that feeling that you have when you make decisions to do something to not, the way you treat people, the way you see others treat people? Um, the words for me, like if I'm talking about a deal or a negotiation, I'd want it to be clear and pure. Mm. Um, and to me, that's actually it's a visual thing. It's very hard in this industry. Yeah, I want what it do to you be. See? What do you say when you say visual? I want it to be uncluttered. I don't want to be doing a deal with people and then lying awake and for the next two years. And so, to give people a picture, is that something you could you could do? Because you worry, there's like a part of you that. Oh yeah, because you start. It's real. I mean, we say this as though um, I've nailed it. I haven't nailed it. I still get. I fall for people. I want people to be what I want them to be, mm. not actually what they necessarily are. Is that because you see good in people, you think? Oh, no, it might be because I'm self-serving, you know. Um, like on a social level, it might be because I see good in people, but if on a work level, it might be because I like the opportunity that's there. And even though the flags are there, if I want mm. to see them, 
which is like many relationships, the signs are actually there, but we choose to ignore those mm. because he might be fun or she might be fun or whatever it is. We we ignore those and go for the, this this bigger goal. But in retrospect, all the signs were there. Mm. You know, the way they didn't share the tab or the way they hung up or the way they didn't listen to you when you said all these little things. So it sounds like I've really nailed it perfectly work-wise, but I haven't. I still get... Um, I still get disappointed. I sometimes two things. Um, I mean, I'm always noticing these things, but sometimes people you're working with have their eyes are bigger than their stomachs. They're really optimistic about what they want to do, but they're actually not capable of doing that. Capable of doing a lot of other things, but not necessarily that. Mm. And some people I think have like these slinky suits. <laughs> and <laughs> what? What's a slinky, suit? a slinky suit? Is <laughs> I've got a real visual. Yes, I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm, I'm thinking about a morph suit. That's what I'm thinking. Like completely hairless, covered. I'm thinking of a slinky rug. that you go and I'm like, how no. is that a suit? Why that toy? I pictured you in a in a green morph suit. Like that's the way I'm wearing my a brain. A slinky went. suit, and that's why I laugh. A slinky suit <laughs> um, is where. These people put on like a like it's like one of the Avengers or whoever they are, and mm. they can visually become something that will serve them. So they they put on this suit that makes them the charming or the friendly oh, or whatever it is. Yeah, okay. And then when they walk out of the room, unzip and off it comes. And I fall, mm. I fall for it. Mm. Do you um, find do you find it easier or hard? You know how sometimes you can be. You can compartmentalise. You can be, I don't know, different people in different settings. So in your work life, you're very, you know, have this set of values and, you know, I don't know, can discern more easily than you can, say, in a space where you're dating and meeting new people for yeah. the first time. Are you a bit, are you similar to that in in yeah. that or is it one and the same for you whereby you're seeing the best for whatever reason whether when it comes to romantic, when it comes to friendships, when it comes to work? I'm at my very best in judging other people's relationships <laughs> sure, and circumstances. Right. Okay. I'm like a goddess. <laughs> uh, and then uh, work, I'm second best, a long way second best. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then interpersonal relationships, dating, I'm very bad. But, I mean, I'm older than you guys and I don't want to have children with someone else. I've already got adult children. I'm not looking for financial support from. Or actually, I am. I am. And, uh, I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. With the dating, would you date? You would. Have you got an idea of? Well, you've got. You've just said you work on value systems, but is there a certain look that you find comes hopeless back? joke? I have to tell you, I'm a hopeless joke at it. If I wrote at a list, or all of it, <laughs> all of it. If because. I like this is I like men. So surprising to me. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I like just... men who make me look slim, so they've got to be a bit fat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do you look for a, like a bigger man? No. Look, basically, no. I look for someone who's paying attention after they've said, "How are you?" And if they listen to my answer, I'm like, "Beauty, let's get married." That's it's as extensive as that. Um, they, I attract men who want a trophy like a powerful kind of yeah. woman trophy, like okay. like they've killed a lion or something, <laughs> um, but then they actually want to squash me. So yeah, okay. that's always a very bad fit. Um, you know, my, the main thing I love, and, you know, as we mentioned before, I love adventures mm. and I've had some fabulous adventures. So really that's all that it requires. Is there going to be a great adventure here? Would you date yourself? Mm. Am I myself dating myself? Yes. Y- yeah, because that's all you can be. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, this, this scenario is too much of a yeah, no, Okay, wait, you're Bill Clinton. No, no. Take that bad boy out of the equation. Now we're getting complex. Would I date myself? Maybe I wouldn't trust myself. I wouldn't date myself. Oh, really? No way. I definitely would. <laughs> would you? Yeah. Yeah, I would. No, I think I need, I think I'm, I work in a team with someone that's got different things to offer. Like yeah, I, I need don't, that I don't too. Need, I don't need two of me. One of me is enough and then there needs to be something that complements things. Yeah, that's exactly it. When you're down, they need to be up. When you're weak, they need to be strong. <laughs> She Lips. jokes, but that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> no, What's I mean, your balance here? Like, do you think? Do you, do you think want, everyone needs that? Do you think everyone needs the balance? Are you having a crisis moment? Yeah, I yeah, think well, obviously. I, I think you do. <laughs> Who needs two of the same? Why do you want the same? Like, it's like then then no one teaches you anything either. So you like can't. You would just be learning the same things you could learn on your own. I'd like to go out with someone better than me. Oh, like, I, well, I marry someone yeah, way better than me. Yeah, I'd like to go out with someone really bright really chilled mm. That's a, a real answer. adventurer and calmly adoring of me oh lovely yeah some people say i'm at my best with a hangover and when i can't talk <laughs> okay yes. i often thought that actually <laughs> really i, I, like I when never I get a, more visitors well because you're zero it's like zero, zero fucks girl we call hangover girl often you're when you're, oh yeah you meet the you meet a lot of men when you're zero fucks girl for some reason, and most of the time for me when I was single, that was when I was Because I think statistically, really? oh. generally girls would give more Fs than guys, just on a level playing field, don't you think? Yeah. Depends if guys are light on or not. Um, before we go. Yes. Because we're keeping this crisp. Your yeah, word, we are. Not ours. Tight. Yeah. Um, toit. I want to talk to you about creativity because I have found this year it's interesting sometimes when you, I don't know, you direct your energy or your creativity or even your skill set towards one particular, I don't know, um, project or space. Um, I found this year quite liberating personally knowing that you can be a creative soul and, and a creative person and use that creativity in different ways. And I think you're somebody that throughout your career has done that um incredibly well at different light and shade different sides of you you sing you act you put together you know shows you'll do this the news stuff commentary all hosting different bits and pieces do you do that because you know you're capable of doing lots of different bits and pieces do you do it because you get easily bored do you do it to flex your muscle in different ways I think probably for all of the above um, I think if you want to have a consistent income stream Mm. across a lot of these um, you have to be diverse. I think. Also, I was chatting to a friend of mine yesterday, who's a, a beautiful guitarist, uh, but doesn't necessarily have a lot of money. That's really hard. There are a lot of very creative people who don't earn enough money. And we were just chatting about when you fall into a hole, because creatively, people can be, whether you're a comic or a musician or whatever, or a painter getting ready for an exhibition, you chock a block, chock a block, chock a block. You're so busy. You're so popular. Mm. You're so this and that, and then bang. There's nothing, and and it's really hard for performers and creative people because then the only person who's going to save you from that is yourself, mm. and that's really really difficult. And he and I would we were talking about, it and I just said, well, you know, if you don't want that world, you you get a surety of income and you have a a job where you go in there however many hours a week. 
that's not necessarily our nature, but we realise that a lot of it, and this gets back to your point, like the motivation in doing so many things. Mm. Another one is, as we were saying to him, he's chosen things in his life so he's not bored. You want to be stimulated. Life can be a series of challenges to trigger you and yeah. and astound you and get you stimulated. I really like that and I'm probably hooked on that. Mm. Um, whereas other people might have the same level of feeling down every now and then, but they go into their office, perhaps they don't expect any better or they endure it and it's well worth it outside. For a performer, it's your whole life in the creative world. To a lot of people, it you know, it's not the perfect life for everybody. It's really hard. Mm. It's fun and you have great adventures. And if you can remember the adventures, you're terrific dinner party material if you're not being set up by someone. Well, it probably goes back to that adventure yeah. thing you're talking about. So right? you, you have great stories to tell. But if you wanted to be absolutely safe in the world, yeah. well, you know, that's really why this is basically pitching for husband because then he can cover those safe bases. Beauty. Pat me and give me some money. Yeah, look. Just ring these. Don't girls. forget the adoring part too. Adoring, adoring, and not rich necessarily. Just provider. Oh no, rich. We want to live in. Oh, well, what's provide? To, I was about to say where you live. You were, what were you about to <laughs> say? Where you actually live? I was like, oh, you want to live? Yeah, 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 yeah. And on that note, we should wrap this up because today was a professional chat. Not a clean, pure, oh, yeah, stunning. <laughs> How good! So, Thanks, Gretel, the, the conversation that we had before we press record, which I do want to share with our audience because they might have opinions on this, and we can edit this out if you're not interested in their opinions. Should I start a podcast? Yeah, I bet you mean that's me. Yes, not you. you yes, mean. my answer yeah. is yes. Yes, my answer is. And why is this even a question? Well, it's awkward because both all of us are locked in a room. Imagine when we said no, but I've been doing research. We've asked four people now, right. two of them being you two. I was going to say, we, are we 50% of that me, survey? <laughs> me twice. <laughs> me, yeah, I've asked me two, two days. <laughs> and the guy downstairs. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. It was no, a no. tree. And, uh, and it nodded. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and then weirdly, I heard this thing on the radio today and they were talking about top podcasts and I was listening to them. Yeah. And I thought, oh, we okay, weren't there, were maybe we? there's a space. You weren't there yet. Mm. But they just showed five. They were international ones, I think. So that is our thing. Do we want to hear my opinions or thoughts? Absolutely. Let I us know. know. Let us know if you think, because I'm pretty sure there's a good good round of people that do. I think you're pretty safe. You Thanks. Know? There's a lot of people doing it that are a lot less safe. Isn't that great? It's like modern art. I could do shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, podcasting's definitely that. Mm. Is it? Mm. Thanks for your inspiration, yes, Sorry. <laughs> and you need a space where all of your shit hot ideas can live. Yeah. For yourself you... and the world. And is that the place to do it? 110%. Yeah. Is it? You like to talk. It's not a hard setup. You, you know, it's. I'm not going to give you the pitch again. All right. It'll be. That's for another time. That's but for another stay time. Stay tuned. We'll keep you updated. Gretel Colleen, it's always it's a delight. Been real. Well, thanks, girls. It's been traumatic. <laughs> If you like that podcast, there's heaps more where it came from. Go to thethinkergirls.com.au and go through all of our oldie apps. There you are. This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.